This is Danny from Baltimore, Maryland, representing one of the six Wolves fans in Baltimore. You're listening to DU Football Show. And oh boy, did he celebrate on Sunday. Yeah, he's he does that from time to time. I fucking love that <laughs> bit, man. Follow him around on Twitter all day long as he's just downing fucking drinks from a big Wolves win. It's, it's a fabulous it's bit. He's a small guy, too. And I'm fucking here for it. I am so fucking here for it's it. It's a good watch. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the fourth round of the FA Cup as sold by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, some of them say he is a dead ringer for Chase on Paw Patrol. That's what I was fucking researching, you dick. But we know him as the guy who fucks with his microphone, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing? Chase is on the case. Just stop giving me material. <laughs> Chase is on the case. I mean, just gave me material while you while I had the bit Wait, ready. So- the whole time the music Ah, the whole time the music's playing, his mic is muted, and he could be messing with it, but no. I wasn't ready to mess with it then. How are you doing, sir? Good. I do things on my terms, Mel. I'm talent. Mm. Thank you. Okay. And on That's the ones and twos, but apparently not the threes, since she can't unmute herself, producer Mel. <laughs> well, I wasn't Thank expecting... you, both of you. I just, I love you, both. I wasn't expecting to come in with it. Um, <laughs> infamous Shorebilly goes, uh, huh, wonder what the topic is this week. Well, she, uh, following up from your comment just then, uh, you married Sam, so I wouldn't have expected you to come in with it either. <laughs> <laughs> wrong show wrong show um well let's see yeah, here. but that let's was a, that was a change up belt high straight you know, down the middle sure belly tonight's topic is going to be holy shit newcastle has made it to the fifth round <laughs> we're recording at the du public house just outside the nation's capital you can check us out wherever you get your podcast and of course streaming live every single monday night should you want to chat with us there is many ways that you can Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. As always, it is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Very good. Love it. And uh, been seeing a bunch of new people um, that have uh, just a little, babe. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, we're good. And <clears throat> seeing a bunch of new people joining the Drunken United Clothes Group, yes. uh, liking the show on Facebook. A lot of people starting to check out the uh, TikTok channel as well. Uh, love it. Please share, favorite, everything you can do. That helps us a ton. Uh, all those people are also following as well, which, of course, helps. Uh, love doing the halftime check-ins. I don't want to keep them going. So uh, just keep supporting. Really appreciate it. Yeah, the, the one Irish guy that we uh, spoke to today uh, briefly uh, that Mel tagged us in the um, in the post welcoming them uh, that obviously knows Steve Walsh. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve had a, a lovely story about how that gentleman <laughs> stole a car in Dublin in uh, 1987 or something something like that, uh, which is very funny. Stabbed a um, guy. <laughs> Definitely stabbed a guy. Um, obviously, uh, that's tongue-in-cheek uh, did is not happen. I uh, don't know. 
Allegedly. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure Dublin in that time had heard of the Mexican necktie yet. Um, <laughs> that's tongue and throat. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the um, but the other one, I'm not sure how he found us. So whenever you do join in and, and we do tag you in that post and say, "Hey, tell us how you found us. We'd like to know." Yeah, would love I think it. that'd be cool. It's just you know, a random recommendation from somebody you know. Is it a you know a random soccer podcast on uh on on um one of the old podcast apps or like I'm just wondering. I, I just find the, it interesting for people that we really have no context with how they how they came across the show. I think the uh, Everton supporter <laughs> uh, found us through TikTok. Okay, I saw him follow us on TikTok, and then I Tegan, saw Tegan must be doing a great job. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I had a conversation with her. I heard. Yeah. I was like, "Look, young lady, I put you in charge of something." I know. When y'all walked out, she looked at me, rolled her eyes, and went, "Why'd you invite them?" And I was like, "To yell at you." <laughs> she didn't say that. She didn't say that. I know. She wanted to call in during sound check, but we didn't have enough time. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I also have to find out if she completed her homework assignment that I had given her. Yeah, I don't think she has. Yeah, was so. it to post one TikTok? No, it was to... Uh, had nothing to do with that. She oh. she had been using um, Where's My Mind uh, as a song for part of like one of the TikToks she was doing with her friends. Oh, okay. And she said she liked the song, and I told her... Uh, your homework is to sit down and listen to all of Surfer Rosa. It's only 33 minutes. It's a short record. But gotcha. I was like, you need to listen to all of Surfer Rosa. So, um, You might need to text her how to spell it because she's not a good speller. Okay. My daughter's a lot of things, and she's very smart. Straight A's again, by the way. Oh, very Excellent. good. Yep, second quarter running. She can't spell to save her life. Huh. Uh, is our, all these uh, kids in their spell check, you know? Was our was our Irish friend the uh, city supporter? Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 From from way back, so unlike nineteen seventy seven main yeah. road days, so, yeah. So <laughs> unlike Taylor Swift, he understands what defeat is for a team when you first start to support them. <laughs> Sam, myself, for working the wine and spirit industry, and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, we are back on track, following the list where it needs to be. Yes, we are. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, we are drinking um, number 14 uh, on this list, which is the Glenfiddich 12 year old Old Amontillado Sherry Cask Finish. Oh, uh, whiskey without the E, yes. my good man. It is uh, actually quite chilly outside. 43 degrees here uh, in where we're at. Um, outside of our nation's capital. I forgot we don't normally say the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I almost doxed you. Nah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody would show up. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, except for maybe some guy from Kansas who did show up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that one time he did. Or maybe some um, guy from Texas who did show up. Oh, yeah. He came to. I forgot I met you all out tonight. Yeah, the yeah. monument that night. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, were yeah. Out, yeah. Came out for a guy was out of jail for a couple beers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Carly. The, uh, um, what was I going to say? The whiskey we're talking about. Yeah, no, I thought I was. We were never mind. Don't matter. Uh-huh. Uh, Glenn Fittick, twelve year old old Amontillado sherry cast finish. This comes in at eighty six proof. Uh, should run you roughly. That's not the right price either. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a control state price. They're recommended. Mm-hmm. I got to do some math again in my head because I sell this whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your standard? Uh, should run you roughly sixty. Two ninety nine to sixty seven ninety nine. Okay, yeah, it has in that a sort of lower. range. Yeah, this has it priced a little lower than that, um, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure why because I know what the wholesale is, and it is above that cost. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, they rated it a ninety three. It's a uh, single malt Scotch from Speyside. Obviously, if you are familiar uh, familiar familiar with Glenfiddich, <laughs> uh, this uh, your blurb. I'm sorry, comes from Johnny McCormick this week. 
Despite making the world's best-selling single malt from its distillery that produces 21 million liters of pure alcohol a year, Glenfiddich still innovates around its signature 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. After past experiments with toasted oak, peated, and American oak casks, only two of those made their way over here. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. The peated one might... Was that Fire and Cane, maybe? Uh, but I don't think it was... Uh, Fire and Cane did not have it an, have an age moniker statement. of a 12-year-old. Yeah, it did yeah. not have an age statement. Um, the American Oak, they made a 14-year-old. Right. Um, yeah. So that's available here. That was U.S. I've exclusive. Yeah, yeah, delicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of these don't get released in the U.S., some of these no, experiment uh, experimental series. Probably um, why this is one of the first ones we've seen on the list, because it was available it everywhere. never came over here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this vibrant Amontillado cask finish from malt master Brian Kinsman adds sweetness and depth to the 12-year-old to deliver shifting notes of orchard fruit, rich oak, dried fruit and enduring spices and i when i tasted this the first time when i was taking it around to my uh to my accounts to sell it i thought it was absolutely fucking delicious i am a huge fan we've said many times of a port or a sherry cash finished scotch mm -hmm. um whiskey in general but scotch specifically because the flavors just play and this has a lot of that stone fruit up front but it gives way to a bit of nuttiness and chocolate mm -hmm. and and it's that not uber sweet chocolate it's that almost cooking chocolate quality so it's it's got that sweetness that the little touch of bitterness at the end um it, it just it allows the alcohol to stand out a bit more which traditionally scotch almost hides because the flavor profiles are so strong mm -hmm. um they could you know between 80 and 100 proof and they drink like they're 75 yep um in, in my opinion at least maybe it's just because i'm used to scotch very used to scotch yeah but th this i thought was just an excellent fun just a line extension from them. i thought it was brilliant it's phenomenal um neat it was good on ice it really opened up the sweetness to it made it a little easier to drink yeah. even though it is an 86 proof mm -hmm. just got a little bit of ethanol off of it when it was neat yeah i mean that does tend to happen with wine cast finishes in general as well yeah. i i find that usually with normal still wine cast finishes cab pinot noir we talked a little bit about this last Westward. week or week before um where those barrels for whatever reason just allow the alcohol to stand out more mm -hmm. well more um but yeah i i can i can understand that this is uh particularly most of the time it's um an oloroso style you know or a solera style 15 years they're standard yeah. 15 years in oloroso sherry and this is very this is a lovely it's the sherry a lot of people they know the name but they probably have never had one it's a medium sherry yeah and it's very lovely it's not uber uber dry and it's not uber uber sweet it's a medium sherry um is what amontillado is for those that don't know and, and it, it walks that line for me it walks that line brilliantly <laughs> i i think it's excellent i, I like the, the the amount of stone fruit you get up front i get a little apricot almost mm -hmm. um uh and maybe just a hint just a touch of peach and then it gives way, like I said, to that little bit of almond, and mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. Also, let it be said, this is one you could find. Yeah, like the, this year's list, we had a little issue with with some of with them a being a little tougher to be found, and also, you know, in we're going to drink some of these other whiskeys later on. That it's a very specific release, a very specific mm -hmm. edition. This is a on the shelf every fucking day you can find this whiskey. yes we we still off the top of my head because i had to look for justin the other day uh, -huh. uh off the top of my head we still have 135 in stock and i think there was some on order showing up in march nice 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, you should be able to find it every day. Uh, just go request it at your your local uh, yeah. watering hole. Readily available, and it's uh, hey, Glenn Fiddick just does it right. Yeah, they just, they're the best at it. Yeah, I they mean, really are. It's, they're it's, phenomenal. It really, it's it. them and McAllen. Yeah, are the two mm-hmm. most awarded single malts in the world. Glenn Fiddick being holding the number one spot there. Yeah, agreed. Yes, uh, sure. Billy says that Scotch has been touched by the hands of the gods. Yeah. Sounds like something he says. Um, and uh, his wife uh, decided to do traditional wood for their anniversary. So he got a bottle of Walker Blue because, you know, it comes in a wood box and aged in wood. Yeah. Nice. And, and, and you know what? <laughs> I gave my wife a, uh, so seven is, is um, wool. Uh-huh. I gave my wife a very lovely stitched uh, sweater uh, throw. It's one of the poncho things mm-hmm. um, from the Aaron Sweater Company in, uh, in Ireland. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so made from all our sheep. Huh. Do yep. we need to ask him when he got his wife, or is it obvious? <laughs> Who was wood? What else should we do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. And if you don't want to end up like me, wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know. You and uh, Jason Kelsey have seemed to have gotten it right. <clears throat> The magic of the cup appears to us in many ways. It can be an unbelievable upset or an unbelievable derby <laughs> that develops into absolute mayhem. Maidstone one, a uh, Maidstone two, Ipswich one, Wolverhampton two, West Brom nil. The mighty motherfucking stone, Mister Graham. The mighty stone. They do it again on just two shots, not both on target, both in the back of the fucking net. That oh, yeah. was it. Two shots, two goals. How's your father? Let's call it a fucking day. To to thirty, I think it was thirty five or thirty six shots from Ipswich. <laughs> thirteen insane. or fourteen on target from them. The keeper, second round in a row, man of the match. I mean, phenomenal performance from him. Uh, a few of those Ipswich shots were straight down his throat. Right. Were ra- rather tame. Oh, there was that little. The goal dink was header, phenomenal. That little dink header in the second half. Oh yeah, that looked like it was going to kind of uh-huh. dip down. It almost looked like he was swimming in the air trying to get up and. Just and he got to it. Barely got the fingers yeah. on it and hit it off the top of the bar. He went had over. one that clipped his finger, uh, clipped his fingertips and hit uh-huh. the post, uh, hit the crossbar as well. It, phenomenal display from him. First half dead to rights. Um, him one on one, just like he did against Stevenage, threw out the leg, knocked it away. Yep. Ipswich put three off the post in the first half. They were dominating. They were completely dominant. The ball just wasn't going to the net. Who's who's that winger? Uh, His name began with an S, I believe. He's the one who scored the goal for them. Yeah, he had his run of the... He essentially had the key to the Maidstone City. Yeah, yeah. He was running ragged. I thought he was going to beat him himself. And then it was one counterattack. Literally one counterattack back of the net one nothing how you doing and it was brilliant oh, it was the, the, the first the, touch to take it away from the defender and create the space for himself was mm-hmm. fantastic but then and the announcer said it on our feed it was just, that's a premier league finish the and it absolutely was. was perfect him staying on side yep. was perfect the touch to score the goal was perfect it was like it's one of those that as an Ipswich supporter, you're there in the stands, just go, oh, that's how this day is going to go, huh, isn't it? We're going to fucking barrage them, and nothing's going to go. The keeper's going to fucking save everything. Yep. Stonewall in front of their net. Their guy's going to score like the fucking worldly. That's Absolutely. what's going to happen. For those of you also that are just tuning in for the first time, because apparently there are a fair few of you, um, 
I am an Arsenal supporter, and I do like to make it all about myself. Mm-hmm. Gavin Hoyt, the Maidstone, I forgot, completely forgot about this guy, mm-hmm. the Maidstone captain, mm-hmm. Arsenal Academy graduate. Oh, no shit. Yes, sir. You're welcome, mm-hmm. Maidstone. Very good. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Sam Corn was the captain. Uh, maybe he, uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, uh-uh. Gavin Hoyt definitely had the captain's armband, okay. at least at one point. Okay, so... Uh, Corn was the captain in the Stevenage game because he was the one who Maybe scored the penalty. Maybe was injured. I don't know. <laughs> yep, yeah, absolutely. or got subbed or something. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, no wrong. No, 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 no issues there. Now, as we just mentioned, Corn again is the hero. Scores the fucking game winner. To he can now for the rest of his career go. Yeah, well, I had advanced my team in the cup twice in two successive rounds yeah. on on my game winners, and Kovalon, the keeper. Mr. Graham, 12 motherfucking saves. It was phenomenal. 12 fucking saves, man. It was phenomenal. And then, did you see his post-match? A, keep, a keeper maybe makes three or four. That's a lot for a keeper oh, yeah. in a game. Fucking 12. No, I did not see his post-match. Go ahead. He said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, you know, I just try to do everything I can to help my team. Blah, blah, blah. This is not a direct quote. But said something along the lines of, like, yeah, you know, maybe I can get a move to the championship. <laughs> I, apparently I'm good enough for this level. <laughs> m- motherfucker is not playing non-league football next year. He's no, he's, he's going in somewhere. League one or League Two, easy. Oh yeah, he'll be a backup, but fine. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He, he will not be he, fucking quadruple the, his wages, easy. And and Maidstone get motherfucking paid for that. Uh huh. Get a million quid for that. You know, because yeah. a so million quid will pay your bills. Apparently, for, for making. The round of 16. This was the round of 16. No, next no. round's the round of 16. Yeah. Round five. For making the fifth round, they are guaranteed 500 quid in, 500,000 quid in um, prize money. Nice. Or something like something like that, close to that. Which is half of the worth of the club. <laughs> the whole club is worth a million pounds. <clears throat> and they're getting something like 500,000 for fucking making the next round. It's amazing. fucking brilliant. Amazing. It's life-changing for that owner, for, that, for those fans. Everything and what I really love is, is the English propensity, for whatever reason, if it's something that could be rather boring, like going to the darts. Yeah, fancy dress. They're getting in costumes. Mm-hmm. I saw a man dressed as Wonder Woman watching a video of Phil Taylor the other day from back <laughs> in the day. Got the full Wonder Woman like vest on over his bare chest. You know, it was it's pretty good. Yeah, but the floor at the darts does the same thing right, right right yeah um we saw the banana in the last round yeah storm the pitch after they won banana brought this friends time, two lads dressed no. as bananas three. Oh, there were three. Three. <laughs> yeah the other thing is just that you see what it means to them right yeah we talk about the magic of the cup we talk about everything surrounding the you know the games and 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 why we love this so much why this is so magical and and for for us in this country the closest thing we can compare it to is really if for the general populace is college basketball is mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. You get a 16 yeah. seed beating a one seed, right? <laughs> but, you know, you remember my brother's run with Christos. Yeah. You getting know, when he against DC get, United. getting to play DC United. I mean, it, you know, so I've lived this, you know, um, I wasn't a player, but as a supporter, I've, I've lived this exact thing. And um, this, <laughs> the other story by all reports, very vague reports, but by mm-hmm. all reports, he, the guy was was not seriously injured. He's not going to die or anything like that or be paralyzed. But did you see the guy that went rolling down that 
awning? No, I did not. <laughs> and then he just, just disappeared? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happened uh, as a Maidstone supporter. And then the tweet from the club said something along the lines of, "Yeah, well, he's not seriously injured. <laughs> Great. Broken arm. What does that mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? If you were his mom or his wife or whoever, <laughs> like, it's still not great potentially. The, the night, the night in uh, in uh, the Holy Grail. Uh, just a flesh it's wound. Just a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I'll bite your legs off. Come back. Yeah, I got to tell you, Mr. Graham. There's two things that I'd like to say. First and foremost, we were on the Maidstone bandwagon back in fucking round two. We were Bad already right. talking about this uh -huh. team. Yeah. We're already talking about this team. So oh, yeah. anybody who just wants to think we're like glomming on? No, no, no. And but by, by all accounts, all, too, their, their manager's a lovely man. Uh, former uh, Wolves player. Mm -hmm. I'm 37 years old, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so young guy. Uh, young family. Like, just, you know, soon as the full-time whistle, you know, hearts up to his wife up in the mm -hmm. in the stands there. It was, it just the whole thing's brilliant. Addressed the Maidstone supporters outside of the ground before the game. Like went out to see them while they're nice. all like stay, queuing up to get in, you know, kind of stuff. Like, it's just a lovely, lovely man. And uh, the other thing I'd like to say is, uh, you called it, Mister Graham. You said of all the really top teams in the championship, right? Leicester will be up for this game. Will be up for their game. Leeds would be up for their game. Southampton would be up for their game. Ipswich is up there, but they just got promoted. And getting promoted again is probably their focus and staying there. Yep. And if ever there was a team that could get got, this was a team that could get got. Yep. If, it, if if everything fell the way it was supposed to fall, and it did, they got them. Absolutely. And for the second goal, what a counterattack. The first ball to find Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And then again, the, the horn, ball into, yeah. into Corny. Uh, yeah. Corn. Yeah. Sam, always lovely to have a salmon there, by the yeah. way. Always nice to have a salmon there. It's always there. nice. Yeah. Um, the ball to him was brilliant. And once again, it's it's the basic shit, right? It's the stuff we were taught mm -hmm. in America in high school. Take it away from the defender. Now, I, I'm i not trying to take anything away from Sam Korn. Mm -hmm. That ball hit his standing foot. <laughs> And took a little deflection. He was trying to go far post. Yeah. You saw the keeper step and then yeah. go, couldn't get back. Um, it still struck well, though. I mean, that ball was moving. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, he was trying to do right. what we're taught, far post. Yep. Touch away from the defender, far post. Slotted away. Now, he got lucky, and the ball did caroon off kind of the instep of his plant foot and stayed on target. Mm-hmm. And it was brilliant and looked great. And, you know, he's going to claim it all day. You know, I meant to do that and all Hell this, yeah. you know, of course. With, you of course. know, back to the supporters pointing at mm -hmm. his name. I love adult braces and all. Mm -hmm. Pretty brilliant. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> you can't, I can't get enough of it. Just put it straight in my veins, man. This, this is what it's all about. This is the whole point. I'll take an eight ball of this any day of the fucking week. Speaking of straight in the veins, the black country Derby was fucking fire there's we'll get to the end at the beginning of this match it was fucking war yeah you could uh, on the field it was war the hawthorns was fucking was bumping, bumping. yeah 
Uh, Phil Dawson used to play for West Brom. Craig Dawson. Craig Dawson, sorry. Now the center back for Wolves received the warmest of welcomes. I mean, he was so kindly received. And he was reminded of it every single time he touched the ball. How much they thought he was number one. (laughs) Or probably better yet for them, number two. Yeah. Uh, you get a uh, how many ten year olds did you see doing the old wanker signs? Oh uh, my god! I saw a fair few. Um, there was a lovely moment I did see in the build up to the game uh, when they were kind of previewing it of Jose saw arriving to the stadium and kind of walking around a bit. I don't know if you saw this or not. Mm-hmm. He kind of noticed because Craig Dawson played for them as you just said, and yeah. I guess is maybe considered a bit of a legend there mm-hmm. um I, I didn't think he played for them for that long he was there for a decent amount of but time yeah maybe it was just me not paying attention to yeah. boing boing club and um he and was, jose saw was like walking the halls you know on yeah. their side of where their their changing room was and he kind of double taped at the wall and saw a painting of craig dawson yeah and was it got his phone out and was like video it. yep <laughs> Yep. He had no idea he used to play there. <laughs> yep. I just like, thought it was brilliant. Smacked him and pointed to him. He's like, yeah. Yes, man. That's how he used to play here. Yeah. It's um, pretty good. The the match was fire. And here's the thing that it gets overlooked. It's a it's a Premier League side versus championship side. That championship side in West Brom is in form right now. Oh, yeah. They are playing good. Yeah. Fuck ball right they now. Like they're and, playing and any real time, well. any anytime you have a derby anyway, you can throw the form out the window. I mean, yeah. how many times have either Arsenal or Tottenham been on a slide mm-hmm. and the team that's doing poorly wins the derby? Are you ready for this or, number? You know what I'm saying? That happens frequently. Here's one for you. Now they're not always in the same league together. The last time the Wolves won at the Hawthorns, nineteen ninety six. This is their first win in that on that ground since 1996. I think I saw something else ridiculous. Like it was their first cup game since the 70s mm-hmm. against one another. They just never get drawn. It was action on both ends of the pitch. Baggies had as many opportunities as as the Wolves did. Uh, great fucking pass. I want to say it was Ant Nori who put it off to mm-hmm. Neto. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous pass. Gorgeous goal. Like it was. That's how you knew the stalemate was going to get broken. It was going to have to be a moment of brilliance, and it was absolutely a major moment of brilliance from that time. <laughs> Oftentimes in these derbies also, especially when one team's in a Premier League and one team's in a championship or you know, sometimes even further apart, like Sunderland just got promoted versus Newcastle in the last round. Right. You see them put up a good fight for a bit, and then ultimately you see the cream rise to the top, right. and that's really what happened here yeah um pedro neto the way he cut inside the way he you know gave the goalkeeper the eyes and then and shot near post and it it just it was all kind of from an outsider looking in it all seems very simple now obviously he still has to do it but it seems like i mean you've you've had to have seen this guy play before i've seen him score that goal at least 10 times yeah you know right all you have to do is look at a highlight reel of his goals and you'll see him Give him the eyes far post and shoot near from outside the box <clears throat> five, six, seven, eight times a season. Right. And that's got to be something you're worried about. Also, and, let him cut across the face of the goal, too. He right. On his left foot. Came yeah. across. I mean, it, it's, and he's nowhere near like Arian Robin, who you mm-hmm. knew he was going to do it. You just couldn't stop it. Right. You <laughs> Back knew in the it was day. just, yeah. it was going to happen. Um, so it, there, there are things that, a little bit of naivety and i i also think it, it was chippy from the beginning as well mm-hmm. oh god yeah um west brom i i made mention of some of the twitter stuff uh you know obviously that's mostly from fans but 
I th- I think the occasion got to the club mm-hmm. as a whole, fan base yeah. and players. The occasion got to the club, and they they tried to be a bit too chippy rather than just play fuck football, man. Yeah, play the game, and uh, and they played the occasion rather than the game, mm-hmm. and Fair. um and they found themselves on the losing end of the stick. Now we we know we spoke about it during mm-hmm. soundcheck, obviously, um uh, about various you know whiskeys we tried because we got sent a, a lovely picture. And Mel, I just want to know how how you got a picture of Christian after about four hundred and fifty dollars at the bar and four and a half William LaRue Rellers, uh, how you got a picture of him for the promo for the show. Cause it looks like his pacemaker went off and he tripped outside and busted his face. <laughs> Honestly, if you want to know what Christian looks like, it looked like him that was carrying him off. The Bobby yeah, behind him, the guy true. with the bloody yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. That actually, I was like, wow, that does look like a lot like Christian. And if anything, bloody-haired guy, I mean. It is a dead ringer for I Houston, mean, that's true. It's Houston yeah. all day without the goatee, all, all the bald, bald head. All and, bald guys look alike, I get yeah. it. Right, so now now I think is the time that we should probably go into. Well, let's first talk about like that. what spurred that is another moment of brilliance from uh, well, Wolves. Mateus Cunha, the phenomenal, the fucking yeah. engine, the yeah. engine, just scores a goal out of sheer fucking will. Yeah, big surprise. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's been doing all season. It's just his work rate is is second to none, really. He, he's. You remember when Mig- Miggy Amarone first came mm-hmm. uh, to Newcastle, and yes. we were all like, "God, he works really hard," because like we don't really pay attention to MLS too terribly closely, right? And so it was like, "Wow, I mean, this guy really gets it. Like he's working." Tremendous working his fucking socks off. It's just a shame there's no end product at all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, La- Jack Grealish makes fun of him during Man City's starts title win. Goals like and he starts scoring style. goals like crazy. Mateus Cunha didn't have that non production period. <laughs> he just yeah. works hard and gets goals. Yeah, it's just what he does. <laughs> now it's just good. Uh let me let me set this up this way because uh I think it's worth also mentioning kind of what you talked about with like Twitter and all that kind of stuff and how the West Brom supporters yep. were reacting because your mind went to that first. Goal gets scored. Wolves are down right in front of their supporters. They're all rooting and having a great time and celebrating. All the way at the other end, at the opposite corner, the mayhem fucking breaks out. Yes. You just see all the stewards and you see police just rushing to the corner. And all of a sudden, we're all <laughs> in a time warp mm-hmm. back to 1987. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In England. And, and your first instance is because of what we were just talking about like you know, like come on stop acting like the little brother why are you running on the pitch why are you all being assholes why yep. are you doing all this well there's the details come out now this does not condone violence but it makes a pretty good reason why happened what happened a motherfucking wolves supporter more than one i've heard we're sitting mm-hmm. in the west brom area and celebrated and taunted when they scored the second goal. West Brom went boing boing. We've had a discussion about this before. Now, all, let's get to the bigger point. Get it. It yeah, was They put it boing boing right off his forehead. Yeah. Just Making sure you got it. The match was uh, delayed for about 20 fucking no, minutes. No, I think it was, I think the official time yeah. it was delayed was 38 minutes. 38, okay. Is what, is what I heard yeah. on the radio today. And... And uh, essentially, a brawl broke out. Yep. And again, not condoning violence, but it's very simple. There's a very, very simple rule with English football. 
If you are a visiting fan, you sit with visiting fans. If you are a visiting fan not sitting with visiting fans, you do not show the colors of your team and you sit on your fucking hands and you don't say a fucking word. In the words of David Geckel, Mm -hmm. you sit on your fucking hands. Mm -hmm. He sat in the midst of a bunch of Norwich supporters, watched his team come from behind and win at the death on a brilliant fucking goal, and all he wanted to do was jump up and scream. Uh, nope. Sat on his fucking hands. Yep. And didn't make a fucking sound. Yeah. They all can tell you're not a Norwich supporter, <laughs> but it's a respect thing. Don't fuck with them in their house. It's their house. Now, what I will say. The same rules go for the Abbey Burger. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you walk upstairs, you're getting abuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the verbal, though, we would never hit you. The uh, uh, yes, the I only away, there, there's a very few select away supporters that are allowed mm-hmm. upstairs with us. You being one of them. Yeah. Um, Behave. But you also make fun of yourself while we're there, yes. which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, you do get a good laugh from time to time. Mm-hmm. And say, go ahead. I'm a charming motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am a charming motherfucker. And it's, it's Mr. Graham. People like me. Pause. I'm a charming motherfucker. <laughs> I am checking out again. Yeah, exactly, right? Bye. And so you're That's absolutely you right. me, woman. <laughs> what, I, what I would be, you should have been a trench coat for your first date. <laughs> Still married me. You, you were there. Say, you're a bit of a slag. <laughs> you, you, you were, you, you were, that should have been a fucking red flag, mate. <laughs> you were there. You, she, she mentioned all the red flags. Lady, at lady, the roast. lady, red flag. <laughs> At the roast, she mentioned all these, and then you know what she said? You know why? Because he's a charming motherfucker. (laughs) Hey, you know what, Houston? Uh If someone wanted to hear about all those red flags on your roast, I believe I have it on our Patreon. How would one find that? www.patreon.com forward slash DU football show. For just $5 a month, you can check out all our extra bonus material, including sound check, where we check the microphones and uh, talk about our day, and then injury time, where we uh, preview the weekend's action. How'd I do, Mr. Graham? You're a good little whore. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually me putting my leg out for a taxi. But uh, you did a good job this time. All right, let's get to it. The uh, the mayhem. Yeah, so, yes, true. <laughs> don't put yourself in that situation. Very true. Mm-hmm. Much like, don't give the referee a decision to make. Like, mm-hmm. all of those sort of, you should read the room and take in the situation around you. Don't be an idiot. Uh, but I really hope they pay, play War Pig, Sam. However, I don't condone grown men violence. Uh-huh. I think it's terrible, and it really hits home when you see Kyle Bartlett, uh, Bartlett go into the stands to retrieve his two children because they're very close to the mm-hmm. mayhem. Um, it was very near to the West Brom players' families section. Uh, where they all sit. Yep. And the they were worried about violence spilling over closer to their families. Yep. And children, wives, um, mothers, uh, uncles were yeah. being helped over, including some elderly people, being helped over the stand, uh, over the um, advertising hoardings onto the pitch to escape that violence um, and uh, to not have it spill over into their area. And that's where... It gets kind of sickening for me mm-hmm. is 
the the elderly people especially some of which were not necessarily involved in a fight but but were were very close quarters to the fight it's like mm-hmm. there's an old man there fucking just let it be right you don't you don't need to be doing this right um over football right you know if there's something very untoward and you have to handle business uh, you know fine whatever but um it, it's a football match there's nothing that needs to be done here for for that situation and that that's when it just becomes just gross man mm-hmm. you know it's a little easier to take if it's an entire stadium of of grown men and that's it that's all that's there you know that that context is what drives it home mm-hmm. it's still gross don't get me wrong i don't want to see that in the stands but at the same token you're like you're all drunken idiots be fucking you know fuck you but whatever Right, you know what I mean. But when people's kid, they're worried about their kids' safety. They're worried about their wives' safety. They're worried about old people's safety. It's like you just—it's such gross misconduct. It's not even—it's it, it, just not cool. Like we've—we've we've all moved on from this. And there's there's a lot of fascinating arguments as to why some of this shit happens. A lot of it, you know, it, it was one of the earlier kickoffs to not allow people time in the pub to get pissed. In fact, for on the East Coast, it was a 6.45 kickoff, yeah. not the normal 7.30 kickoff. So they were definitely making sure we're getting, so that would be normally the 11, It would have been 11.45, so, so yeah. but the you know, pub opens at 10, and mm-hmm. we've done it. You can neck a few pints in 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, you can. Um, so it, it's, you know, people it, also, they would plan for that. There's off-premise licenses. Mm-hmm. I call on those stores. Mm-hmm. If I need to wake up for 7.30, I make sure I have beer stocked in my house. Mm-hmm. You know, I found a pub that opens up at 7 and is allowed to serve beer to make mm-hmm. sure that we are able to drink during games. So you have to... It, the blame is on the people that started the shit. Absolutely, 100%. <clears throat> The supporters should the the wolf supporters should not have put themselves in that situation. They should have been smarter. They know the the ramifications of what they're they're doing and the position that they're putting themselves in. Question is, were they looking for the fight? They could have been. They could have been. I, we don't know. The, the, well we don't know been. those exacting details. You're absolutely right. Would you Would you put it past a firm to go? No. Yeah, we'll fucking sit right in their section. See what the fuck I they mean, have to do about the, it. The whole idea of a firm, though, is that you're you're a gang. Mm-hmm. Very rare does a gang go off a member go off on their own and start a, sh- a shit with 140 people sitting around you <laughs> you know what i mean like they're not navy seals <laughs> they're fucking drunken football fans <laughs> right true you know what i mean they're, you're not it's not three against a hundred and they're well-trained you know jiu-jitsu fucking mm-hmm. gold medalists you know what i mean they're they're three b- drunk blokes mm-hmm. <laughs> be, it's not nosy Tell you that it's not that West Ham supporter fighting yeah. on Vazet Outmar. Yeah, okay? exactly. It's it's not a a hard man that lived through the eighties. Huh. It's fucking people that that wish they were part of the eighties. It's 80s. not. Oh, you have a night? Fuck you on Millwall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, William Burton says simple. Any of the supporters that sat in the West Brom section and fought lifetime ban. Simple solution. Yeah, and you know England is the most surveilled country in the world on uh, CCTV stuff, so it, it should be easy to identify those people. The guy with the blood mask—I don't know—that's he was at the opposite end of the field. He looked like Hellraiser. That was at the opposite end of the field. That was he yeah. was being walked across. Because remember, you and I were on the phone. I was like, "There's a guy being walked across in front of the Wolves supporters right now." That was that guy. Mm. Um, and now the other thought though is okay if this happens, like. If they pop off like that, 
and West Brom does nothing, the supporters do nothing, can the stewards take him out? Be like, come on, motherfuckers. Like, you know you're in the wrong section. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I feel, <coughs> excuse me, I feel like it depends on their behaving. <laughs> yeah. Um, If they're sitting on their hands and not doing much. Right, but if they because there's no reason to. The, but if, the if they're whole, doing the reports yeah, are saying that they gloated. If they're, if they're they celebrating fucking, and gloating, yeah, then hey, come on, help me here. Yeah, they should be able I, to do that. That's why there are. That's why there are assigned away sections. I, I don't want to punch a cunt in the face, but I'm gonna punch a cunt <laughs> in the face if you don't fix this problem. Um, right, but there is something to say for that form of toxic masculinity as well. Yeah, very fair. You don't need to punch a cunt in the face. That's true. But I mean, it's. Football stadiums can be a reflection on society, mm -hmm. right? And I don't have time to get into the full science, but there's been loads of different kind of theories as to why young men behave in this manner, right? Mm -hmm. Loads of different theories. And something needs to be done. More education needs to be had, and something needs to be done in, in a greater societal context because there's... I can't think of a ton of these sorts of incidents off the top of my head, but I do know of incidents that have happened. Millwall at Wembley, I think it was. Um, somebody else at Wembley got, in a, got an issue. Uh, the way in which the stadium was stormed during um, the Euro final mm -hmm. uh, at, at Wembley again. There's been incidents outside of grounds at a, at a couple of places that that seem kind of isolated, but the fact that this happened in the stadium, it, it's like it was the '80s again. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. And, it's and why they ended up coming up with the away sections was because the amount. Did of Did you see the meme that was shared to of the the young wolf supporter that had <laughs> like twelve pound in his hand and coins that were being thrown from West Brom supporters mm -hmm. at the Wolves away support? No. In their section. He was standing at the train station with his hands, you know, in the, may I have my change, please? Yeah. And uh, he was holding, um, he had two pound coins, pound coins, 50p mm -hmm. uh, coins. He had everything there in his hands. And I counted myself about 12, 13 pounds just on what I saw. And there was still a few underneath that I couldn't see what they were. So he could have collected almost 20 quid. Mm. Just from having coins hurled at him, though, and he was uh by the by the um not mean, but by the post, he was eleven years old, mm -hmm. eleven years old, getting coins hurled at him oh. or hit and land close enough that he could pick them fucking up. Ah, uh, you could tell it's ridiculous. Uh, let's wrap this up because we still got a lot to fucking talk about. Yeah, um, the you could tell once they finally got him on the pitch, the the two sides were content to just see it out. There was a few opportunities, but they were really content to see it out. And you even saw it with the fourth official. Two minutes of additional time. Well, th that th was it. Think it was about just, it if you're Bartlett, over. right? I just had to pull my kids out the stands. So I was <clears> worried <throat> for their safety. I don't fucking care about this football match. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little more worried about my kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I don't, like, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't have to worry about this. Mm -hmm. I'm at my job. Yeah. You know? This, th this is their office. Right. You know, you'd want the rest of the day off if somebody came and fought. But well, you don't oh, have an office. <laughs> you're three thousand miles away from your office. <laughs> so if you're in your front room and I come in and bring Rob, and then me and Rob get in a fight, would you want this to happen in your place of work? No, I would not. No, you'd be like, shut up! I'm still trying to sleep. It's noon. <laughs> Absolute fucking supplier cunt. Thank you. Um, all all of that being said, with everything, 
was still a hell of a fucking black country derby. That's a that. great game. Yeah, it just it was fun. It was fun. Time to take a look at the Premier League sides uh, and how they fared. As only nine nine clubs max, there's a chance it could only be eight, will remain after the replays. Bournemouth 5, Swansea nil, Chelsea nil, Villa nil, Forest nil, Bristol nil, Man City 1, Tottenham nil, Luton 2, Everton 1, Brighton 5, Sheffield 2, Liverpool 5, Norwich 2, Newcastle 2, Fulham nil, and Man U 4, Newport nil. Uh, honestly, let's just kind of breeze through these. I got some points. If you got something bigger you want to bring up, great. But, you know, because we still got more games to talk about after that even. Yeah. Um, Cherry's Cruise, man. They were up 5 nothing at the half. At the 39th minute, they were up 5 nothing. Yeah. It, I mean, it was just a fuck you, we're, we're Premier League. <laughs> was just, Sw- Swansea aren't in, in dire straits no, in the championship. They're middle of the table. But they're not flying high either they did just change coaches i think so. this is also a bit of a distraction for them again yeah. they, they don't want to get they're not terribly high above the relegation zone i don't mm, believe right they're like in like 12th or 13th yeah but, but i'm but talking about point wise yeah, yeah. They, so i think this is more like don't really care we need to focus on this yeah. as you say they just changed coaches there, there could be some he's still implementing his system there could be some disconnect yeah, exactly he, he probably starts some kids that hasn't hasn't played a lot tried to get a look at them where, where bournemouth has been you know they started off shit uh under this under this manager and and in mm-hmm. iriol and um and now th- his system seems to be fully They're flowing. comfortable. They're comfortable. Yeah. In all likelihood, so, they'll be very much safe. And, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're playing better football. So yeah. The performances have gone up. Dominic Solanke is now in the conversation for a Euro place in the England squad. I mean, that's that's the level of performance that Bournemouth have been putting in. <laughs> so it's no surprise for Swansea, who doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah. Bournemouth just cruised past them, no issue. Uh, I don't know who they have in the next round. I didn't check, but I could fancy Bournemouth making a little run. They're they're a decent enough side. They've got really nothing to play for, so they could really put some effort into this one. While you look that up, I'm going to go ahead and go into the next one. Mel, you probably want to chime in on this. Uh, very simple for Chelsea and Villa. Emmy, Emmy kept Villa in it. I, that's all there is to it. Emmy had four yeah. or five brilliant saves, and it was 100%. Chelsea probably should have won that game, and they're not going to be happy about a replay at Villa Park. No. I, I don't know where our energy was in our attacking side, but it just was not <laughs> present. Uh, a few good chances in there, but overall it was uh, kind of a dull match. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, really, I, really I was. think you can move on, and maybe we'll done before midnight. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth have Leicester at home. Can win that game. Yeah, they I mean, Leicester, also lose Leicester, that game. Leicester's good, but also Leicester needs to worry about. Yeah, but they're so far ahead true, in the championship. True, I, I think a, a cup run, at also a club that's recently won the FA Cup. I think they will be yeah. poised to do something there. But I mean, there, there's a few of these games like Blackburn. They don't need a game against Newcastle. Yeah, no, they don't. That, that one, you know, which, which obviously oh. will come on to their game. But we'll, like, we'll talk about some of these, some of these games those, that, those that are fixtures. being tossed up, or yeah. some of these games that are being tossed up is like nobody's gonna care. Yeah, like I'm not gonna watch that. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. Um, and the replay, we're not gonna watch this one either. For Forest in Bristol City, Ugh. it was just a dull match. It was, 
and it goes back One to Forrest for the next games. game. I, I tried to watch the highlight <laughs> package, which was about four and a half minutes, mm-hmm. and I think I managed to do two minutes and fifteen seconds. I was like, I'm not, I, I can't. Huh? I, I went to something else. I was, I was on the channel that was doing the multiple games, and they bounced back to that game twice, <laughs> twice, and they were both goal. They were both shots that ended in Zed. <laughs> like Ugh. it wasn't even. It was just ugly. It's pitiful. Um. City really kind of dominated Tottenham, but it looked like we, they were heading for a replay. And then there was a questionable call at the end. Now, I will say, as a keeper, I have been in that situation a bunch. Half the time I have gotten the call, half the time I have not gotten the call. So for the people that are really yelling and screaming, that's a foul every time. Romero went up with the keeper. The keeper tried to go over top of him. He didn't hold on to the ball. He didn't back into him. It wasn't like he pushed him to the ground. It just not Romero. That wouldn't have mattered. That is no, no. It was Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Sorry, yeah, it was Ruben yeah. Diaz. But that would be for me. It's a 50-50 call every time. It didn't go your way, and I don't think it has anything to do with the badge on the chest because it's two top six teams playing each other. Yeah. Sometimes they're going to call that. Sometimes they aren't. I mean that's it's, true. It's 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 a rule that's open for interpretation. Now, like you said, typically the keeper gets the call, but for me and my experiences, I've had it not called for me as many times as I've had it called for me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's just it's and, what it is. And Nathan Ake just reacted first. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's, it's what it one is. One of those things. And the the one time Spurs had the ball in the back of the net, it was a definite offsides. I mean, yeah. there was no question about that call either. Uh, likewise for City when they had their first goal from Bob, yeah, exactly. it, was, it, it was, was offsides, completely offsides. Yeah. So it just for, um, for each. Well, Oscar sh- Bob's was very close. It was very close, was but very it was still close, offsides. But it was definitely offsides. Um. Yeah. It was just. Meh, it was. It was a fine game. Um, do you want something fun? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, uh, if City do get relegated and stripped of titles due to their financial fair play uh, and profit and sustainability issues, mm-hmm. um, Manchester United would win uh, three Premier Leagues, I think. Liverpool would win two Premier Leagues. And you'd maybe win three, one. And we would win one. Uh-huh. Um, we would win an FA Cup. No. Two other clubs would win FA Cups. Watford. Watford. Watford would, would win, win a Caribou Cup. cup? Watford and Manchester yeah, United. She'd win a she'd win a she'd win, win a Caribou cup. cup. There's five different teams that will win a Caribou Cup. Arsenal, Villa, mm-hmm. Liverpool, United, and somebody else. Wow. Newcastle. Newcastle. Maybe. Yeah, Newcastle was the last one. No, that was they was Newcastle no, United. 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 It yeah. was somebody else. Doesn't matter. Another point. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom line of the particular stat I saw said Spurs would still be trophyless. <laughs> yeah, of course they would be. <laughs> As Let's all That's take a moment to laugh at Tottenham. Yep. What was That's the, the let's absolute all, best. Let's all take a moment wow. to laugh at Tottenham. How do they fail across the board like that? Uh, Even the club that cheats, if they got stripped of their titles, Spurs wouldn't win shit. Tottenham's Tottenham's <laughs> new uh, Tottenham's new tea set. All saucers, no cups. <laughs> I love it. Um, Luton and Everton. Uh, winner at the death for Luton off of a set piece. Shocker. Luton are very good at set pieces. Yeah. Hatters honestly were the better side. Uh, the, my my only argument would be is, and again, this is sometimes it gets called, sometimes it doesn't get called. Uh, corner kick, it ended up not being a Ross Barkley goal. It ended up being an own an goal, goal for yeah. uh, Mayalenko. But Barkley has two hands, much like in the case of you guys with uh, against Newcastle. Two hands on the back of Dom. Dom hits the deck. Ball goes in the back of the net. VAR looks in and goes, eh, nothing to see here. 
the ball literally got to Barkley because Dom was on the ground. <laughs> like, and you know, and I mean, honestly, none of this fucking matters because guess who the Hatters get next at home? Manchester City. So who fucking cares? So a tie-in from Maidstone mm-hmm. earlier. Did you see the video that was circulating of the players and uh, some fans and families watching the draw uh, of the fifth round? Uh, yes, I saw the video. I saw the post, but I didn't watch the video. So everybody's like, the the draw was about to come up, and they, you know, pull up the away side. Uh, no, the away side's always second. Um, yeah. So they're all just yelling. They're like, city, 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 like city, they city. city. Yeah. <laughs> at, they want city at city. Because it's the, the fucking, fucking payday. payday. <laughs> yeah. So like, city, 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 everybody city. And then it pulls up Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry. And Maidstone United, and then you hear, ah, oh, fucking, it's so, you just hear, like, all this, like, oh, blah, 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 like, everybody just pissed, and then you can hear one man over everybody else, he goes, it's fucking crap! <laughs> <laughs> because it, we, oh, we, we, we spoke about it, like, Ipswich was in the Premier League, uh, in the infancy of the Premier League. Right. <laughs> Ipswich is uh, firmly a championship club, you know, now, has mm-hmm. been. But there, it's it's a non-glamour tie, and you're still probably going to lose it. Right. Now, Maidstone came through it, luckily. Yeah, yeah th- there is still a, a, Mass- a massive, is- massive chasm in talent. This is a Premier League side playing a National League side. That That's what the equivalent is, because it was a championship side playing a, a League six, six A six-tier, yeah. yeah. So, Fucking massive. Right. So then they have, you know, now they've got Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry. So they're in the exact same situation. If it was Manchester City, you go, all right, lads, go have a good day. Yeah. Go have fun. Enjoy let's, it. Let's you know go what? get our asses kicked 8 nil, and let's walk away with 4 mil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> day. Yeah. And make sure, you know, the first person to poke Kevin De Bruyne's right butt cheek has the right to ask him for a shirt or yeah. whatever. Right. Precisely. Right? Switch shirts with everybody. <laughs> Fucking. Exactly. I'm going to use Just all five subs. Everybody's getting on. Soak in the atmosphere. <laughs> soak in the stadium. Have fun. Yeah. You know, enjoy playing on a pitch that's more comfortable than your bed. Yeah. You know hey, what I mean? guys on the bench, enjoy sitting in a chair that's better than the chair at your house. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy it's better yourself. than your recliner. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's what it feels like to sit in an Audi chair. Yeah. Um, but no, they have to go, they actually have to get themselves up and go through this again. And fight again. And hope <clears throat> that they get City in the next round. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the best case scenario is they get United. Right. They just have to make sure they don't eat the food at the stadium because there's been raw chicken reports again. <laughs> Jesus. So is, is Pachisa for the cook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but United can get got at. Oh, United can get got at, though. Right. So that game they could win. Yeah. <laughs> with enough industry. And keeping it rolling now, uh, the Blades equalize after going down 2 0 to the Seagulls, but then in the second half. In my way downtown, walking fast, I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they were Yal just getting. Pe- they just get it after it. Yal Pedro with a hat trick just fucking annihilated. Uh, it. Excuse me, call him by his Christian name, uh-huh. Yal Pendro. Okay, gotcha. okay, two penalties again. Yeah, Pendro. <laughs> Pendro. Um, uh, <laughs> this is this is very much a tournament. I could see the Seagulls doing some real yeah, damage. That, so they've never won a major trophy in their history. This could be the one. This is this is a massive chance for them. I, I think Fulham as well as we uh-huh. come on to Fulham. Uh-huh. Um, oh no, they, they got lost. dumped. They got they dumped. got dumped. I'm, I'm sorry. I still had Carabao Cup midweek in yeah. my brain, and I thought they won. They didn't huh. win this one. Um, 
Yeah, no, Brighton's going to earmark this as a, a, a chance for actual silverware. Huh. And I, I think they, they're built for a cup run, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the way they play yeah. is built for a cup run. Uh, Fulham lost to a team that uh, is also desperate to win a cup, Newcastle. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. That was just for right. you, Billy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just for you. Absolutely uh, true. Um, the Reds cruise as they prepare for bigger matches in the league. They just, I mean, they worked. They worked Norwich. It was pretty <laughs> simple. I think Norwich scored the first goal, and then it was just like, oh. No, that Norwich equalized. Yeah, and just like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so I found this out. David Wagner was Jurgen Klopp's best man at his wedding. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, shit. How about that? All right. Well, that's all we got to say about that match. Um, uh, Newcastle. Ad- yes. We will do a Jurgen Klopp wank fest soon enough. Don't worry, everyone. Yeah, yeah. It'll, Russ, it'll happen. calm down. Yeah. It, we're, <laughs> we're talking about other shit right we now. We obviously saw the announcement. The Jurgen Klopp wank fest will commence eventually. There'll be enough shit to talk about him <laughs> through the rest of the... Trust me, he will talk about himself enough. We do not have a pro Liverpool agenda. Move yeah. on, boys. Yeah. Thank you. That uh, a girl. They're, they're, do fun fact, though, mm-hmm. real quick. Jurgen Klopp in his pre-match... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not about me. Don't worry about the old man on the sidelines. It has already been signed, sealed, delivered for a fly-on-the-wall documentary for the rest of the season. <laughs> it's not about me. Unless you got a camera crew. Yeah, and you got and you, and you, and you got a, and got a million quid. Let's do this. Daddy needs to get paid. I, yeah, I'm not working for a year at least. I already said that. I need um, money. Newcastle uh, advanced with ease. This is something worth mentioning. Uh, this is where AFCON definitely hurts teams. Yes. Awobi is massive for Fulham. Absolutely. And, and missing him and not having him and Jimenez and, and together. And Diasi or whatever his name yeah. is at the back it as well. Really, it really That's hurts not him. his name. I think he plays for Chelsea. Yeah. But somebody else. I yes. know who you're talking about. But yeah, they're, that, that hurt. That hurt a lot. Manchester United uh, beats Newport, but it wasn't until Newport uh, scored two and equalized. Well, <laughs> it could have been better for them. And sadly, AFCON gets in the way here again for Newport County, mm-hmm. actually. Because you hear about Onana. Mm-hmm. So he's Cameroonian, correct? Yes. So they're already out. He had the debacle with the planes getting mm-hmm. there because he played in the last round of the FA Cup. He should have already been gone. Right. Got delayed. Didn't make it until halftime of the game they were playing. He was named on the bench. Mm-hmm. Then got annoyed and spoke in the press about how his coach didn't bring him on. <clears throat> Onana and Cameroon got knocked out of the uh, the African, uh, mm-hmm. African Cup of Nations. Mm-hmm. He leaves making one appearance, making zero saves, because uh, they lost 2-0 or whatever it was, Cameroon. <laughs> and that was the only game he played. There you go. And, and he made zero saves. And now, and he's, now he's on a plane on the way home. <laughs> so I think Newport County could have benefited had he been there. They might have actually scored more goals. They might have scored more goals. Um, I did not see the presser. Apparently, Ten Hag was a joy. Fuming. <laughs> I thought his head was going to explode. It was... It was the Dutch are literal people. Yes, they, we, they we are very b- blunt people mm-hmm. as well. Um, brash, dare I say? Mm-hmm. And he pulled no punches. He was uh, body language. He was very annoyed with his team and how they could let these minnows score mm-hmm. against them, basically, uh, and how you know pitiful that was. But uh, Rodney Parade was fucking bumping. Yeah. And uh, when they scored that equalizer, I thought the apartment complex windows across the road were going to blow out. I mean, <laughs> it was phenomenal. I mean, it almost rivals fireworks during the West Ham match in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Rounding out the rest of the action. Oh, so that happened. 
Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday one, Coventry City one, Leeds one, Plymouth one, Leicester three, Birmingham City nil, Southampton one, Watford one, Blackburn four, Wrexham one. The only thing that's really interesting to mention about this one is what you've already said. The winner gets to face Badestown at home. Yeah, I mean, this this game felt <laughs> like a Wednesday, didn't it? Yeah. This, <laughs> Just this, kind of meh. This match gets the dubious honor of being the team that only their supporters want to see win in the next round. Yeah, exactly. And the rest of the country wants to see them lose. You have become public <laughs> enemy number one. 100%. Was when we faced Borumwood at, at Goodison, it was just like, so the entire country wants us to lose. <laughs> like, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to win, but the entire country wants us to fucking lose. Um, you know what? Hey, Graham. Maybe that's what got us into financial fair play. Giving out the gate that day to that is why we uh, didn't weren't able to pay the bills. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> um, I figured I'd do it before you did. Uh, <laughs> Leeds and Plymouth. Uh, Plymouth get a um, an equalizer in the second half, but really all that matters is Sam. Please tell the story of the goal uh, scored by Leeds. Yes, yeah, so it was the the game was pretty much all Leeds. Mm -hmm. um, but Jaden Anthony scored. Uh, a very young player who's actually been out for a few weeks. Um, his mother passed away, mm -hmm. uh, and he scored an absolute worldie. Uh, cut in from the left hand side, opened his body up, put it with power and accuracy uh, into the far side. Um, I wouldn't call it top bins. Having watched it back again, the announcers were all over it being top mm. uh, upper nineties, top corner. Right. It was it was about shoulder height to the goalkeeper, but definitely hit the side netting. It was a gorgeous shot. Right. Um. Rips his shirt off, of course, takes his yellow uh, with a, a shirt that just simply read R.I.P. Mum. Oh, it's just oh. drops to his knees, you know, Points fingers to the, to the sky. sky. And for a Manchester United player of the same name who did the same thing against Newport County after scoring his first goal in 31 matches, I think this one meant a little bit more <laughs> personally. And it was a much better story, which is why I didn't even mention the Brazilian Anthony in the last one. In yeah, the uh, last segment. <laughs> uh, but this, it, it was absolutely um, gut-wrenching. Uh, and the, the, the emotion that you could obviously see released on this man's face was... Just hard. I mean, yeah. we've, you know, both you've with both parents, me mm -hmm. with one have been there yeah. and it fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to be able to, to score a goal like that um, and, and be able to to pay tribute to your your deceased parent is is something that it's heartbreaking and it sucks, but it's also truly special yep. and well done to him. Um, Lester and Birmingham, it was all Birmingham City in the first half. I mean, they had all the chances in the world and couldn't put it in the net and that ended up being their downfall and right the it was, foxes took over they figured it out they of, they of just, course who scores the first one jamie, jamie fucking vardy come on man <laughs> gotta call him by his christian name jamie fucking vardy <laughs> god damn right I guarantee you his mother gave birth to him and said we're gonna call him jamie and his dad went nah jamie fucking vardy that's who he's gonna be that's right <laughs> um, he's a fuck. i imagine their house to be like the um what was the um, Adam Sandler movie? Why am I doing this right now? Brain fart. Big movie. Uh, the, Billy Madison. Yeah. All right. The the family was it O'Doyle? O'Doyle rules. Mm -hmm. Was it them? Mm -hmm. Or was O'Doyle the Seinfeld one? It was, no, it, no, oh no! Oh, uh, Seinfeld was um, Mandelbaum. Yeah, it's o, it's the O'Doyle. <laughs> O'Doyle. The O'Doyles was uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. 
Um, <laughs> no, that, that it's just Doyle's. It's the Doyle brothers, not O'Doyle. Yeah, O'Doyle rules. <laughs> O'Doyle rules. Yeah. That that family from uh, Billy Madison. I just figured it was shameless. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it is shameless. It's ridiculous that you know. But I, that's how I imagine the Vardy household was when Jamie was a kid, uh-huh. and then he actually had physical acumen and. Yeah, you know, four cans of Red Bull. <laughs> William Burton says O'Doyle rules is Adam Sandler. Thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Mandelbaum was Seinfeld. Mandelbaum, yeah. Mandelbaum. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that was Seinfeld. You're right. Um, <laughs> Lester, like you said, Lester Bournemouth. That's going to be a hell of a match. If there's one to tune in on, just immediately, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun match to watch. Lester's flying high enough that they they'd like a cup run. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and again, it's a recent trophy they've won, and Bournemouth haven't. Yeah, so I, I, they'll want to obviously. So I, I think that'd and be a Bournemouth playing decent footy. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth playing really decent footy. I think that 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 is going to be a ton of fun to watch that game. Um, Watford go up early on a great free kick, although oh, fantastic free kick. Although near post beating the wall and the keeper uh-huh. again. So a little little hmm about that. A little controversy surrounding your brethren. Yes, yeah. the uh, <laughs> Saints level late, but honestly probably should have fucking won this game yeah they were uh, all over them. and their goal was fantastic Stuart armstrong strike was was brilliant mm-hmm. um you had a uh a random sighting at watford didn't you um when you watched a, a bit of this game yeah mason holgate put one off the post yeah not him uh-huh. the other one emmanuel dennis oh yeah yeah that's right <laughs> i was like yeah sub in little... emmanuel dennis i was like all right well he got sold to somebody on the continent and then i guess got loaned back to watford <laughs> could be the score for watford <laughs> <laughs> yeah could be a little forest uh profit and sustainability action going on there <laughs> that is definitely what that is and uh finally wrexham score the opener against blackburn here it is the dream I can already see the television so show being written. Oh, Blackburn scored three goals right after that. I mean, yeah. like one and after like, another after another. In like a 14-minute span or something. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. And, of course, they equalize. And I'm I'm sitting on my uh, my old fan duel mm-hmm. at a red light. And I was like, uh, I fancy under four and a half. But somebody's going to win this game. Mm-hmm. That happened uh, prior to the 58th minute. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, is when Blackburn scored their fourth. <laughs> you were like, "Well, there went my bet." Yeah, because there was two in stoppage time, or very close to stoppage time. Uh, one definitely was in stoppage time of the first half, and it went into the break three-one, four goals scored. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> the second half's not going to have no goals. Mm-hmm. Damn it! All right, good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I could just see it now. It's like they are already writing out the show for Welcome to Wrexham, and Blackburn's like, "No." Don't. Fuck you, don't Deadpool. Sure money. I I will have to verify with you how much I am down. Um, I think it's seven hundred and forty-two. But as we all know, I don't write notes for the FA Cup shows. No, you I don't. do it straight off the cuff. Yep. Um, and my <laughs> my down amount is on my Premier League show notes. Mm-hmm. So you said it last week, so we just got to go back and listen. To yeah, last I think week. it's I think it's seven forty two. It's something mm-hmm. right around there. Anyway, uh, I'll have a bet here for you shortly, Sam. What do you have going on? Um, of course, I am down four hundred and thirty nine dollars. Big Sam's lock of the week. Ten point zero four seven six one nine percent of the time, Mister Graham works one hundred percent of the time. That's um, that's ninety percent inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't get hung up in the numbers, baby. You just hush your pretty little mouth. Listen, Todd Bowley, relax. <laughs> it's deferred. Don't worry about it. That 90% is deferred to whenever I'm, fit. <laughs> whenever I'm down to my last fiver. All right. Like an idiot. Uh, because there's midweek games this week, I ended up taking one of the suggested FanDuel bets. I just had fun with it, like one of the little prop bets they threw up there. I am taking Arsenal to win and to have the most corners in both halves and the most shots on goal in each half at plus $310. Okay. Yeah. You're probably at, uh, against force. You're probably going to have more quarters. You're probably going to have more shots on goal. That's what I thought about the last game out against Palace, and uh, <laughs> I got fucked on the corner bet. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, a, that's what I got. All what right. do we got from uh, our boy? And now... It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Once again, he can't be bothered to be here because it's too late. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pat says, and I quote, hello, gentlemen. Well, we Stop <sighs> reproducing and that won't be a problem. We can do a show at a normal fucking hour. Also fucking rude. He didn't address Mel here. Hmm. Hello, gentlemen. Well, we're getting down to the last bit of the season. With only a couple more months left, it gives me ample time to make up my $1,850 deficit. Jesus. <laughs> I've been hot lately, so let's hope that can transfer over to the show picks. For the midweek matches, I'm going to take a three-game parlay. Villa over Newcastle, Spurs over Brentford, and Liverpool over Chelsea. I think that Spurs over Brentford's a banana skin, by the way. Mm -hmm. With Ivan Tony back, I think they're still riding that wave. And I think at Brentford, too. No, no, it's at Spurs. Is it? Yeah, it's at sports because uh, the first game this season was at was at. Oh uh, yeah, 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 fair. That pays at plus four hundred. Good luck this week, and I'll talk to you Thursday for my weekend picks. I'm definitely throwing some cash on that Arsenal Liverpool match. There we go. Don't. <laughs> Just don't do it. Well, maybe he's throwing it on Liverpool. Great if you didn't. No. I don't want him to throw money on any of it. Heard. Just leave it alone. Very Just good. let bygones be bygones. So what do you got, stud? All right, so what I have is actually... Nine-way parlay? No. <laughs> I get a 16-way parlay yesterday. It's only seven. So I have Fulham or a tie okay. against Everton. The only reason is because it's at home. Right. No, that's fair. Um, So I think that'll probably happen. Uh, Brighton to beat Luton at Luton. I think they're not the best away from home, but I think Brighton have enough quality to get over the line, especially given... Uh, they did beat Premier League opposition uh, last time out in the FA Cup. I also don't think this is the kind of game that Kenilworth Road gets Cares up about. for. Yeah. Like, they got up for Liverpool, they got up for City, Us. and they got up for you. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get up as big for uh, Brighton, and Brighton's an equally as good team. They're yeah. a team in and around the shout for Champions League. Now, here's where I agree with Pat, because uh, I think Newcastle are still uh, still aren't in the best way. I have Villa beating Newcastle here as well. It's at Villa Park. Correct. It's That's at home. the equalizer. It's at Villa Park. They aren't. I can tell you this much. They aren't. <laughs> Villa's not fucking losing. You now, guys might be surprised to find out that there is some disagreement in the chats. Oh, yeah. OK, fair enough. OK, we'll come on to them in a minute. All right. Uh, I have four here. My four picks uh, to close out my seven game parlay are all on one game. Uh, I've got not good gambling. It is good gambling <laughs> because I have Arsenal to beat Nottingham Forest. I have uh, Bakuyo Saka to have one shot on target in the game. Leandro Trossard to have two plus shots. 
So not necessarily on target. Shots. Just two shots. And then they're to be over one and a half goals in the game. And that gives me, uh, ooh, except odds changes. Here we go. Plus 1381. There so $1,381 on that seven pick parlay what, who who disagrees and uh, i want to see probably their, a newcastle supporter uh short bet. oh yeah i'd like to see his fanduel account history let's see how much <laughs> let's see how much you've won he says villa over newcastle i don't know newcastle's been looking good since sunderland and they played city damn well until kdb well, all right so well they also have um the, the other key thing to remember is that they have what five and a half starting players now instead yeah. of three and a half starting players. So that's obviously going to help well, them as Joel, well. Joel Linton is the biggest. I never thought I'd ever say it given his first three seasons in the league. He's mm -hmm. a huge miss. So And plus, I can't remember the last time we lost at home, y'all. So they have that. But you know what we have? What do we have? A chicken. A what? Well, Kitty is on a slide now, losing three in a row, and sits at 12 and eight. So this week, oh, I gave Everton traveling to Fulham. Now, Kitty showed me a picture of her with Eminem at the Lions game yesterday. Really? Oh, that must have been a tough day. Yeah. You know what? Well, she got invitations to both boxes, but okay. uh, I guess Eminem is who she was hanging out with. Mm -hmm. Now, clearly, he's bummed. Bummed, not bumped. Okay. Uh, bummed with the outcome. I'll talk with a ghostwriter. Of the NFS, NFC championship game, but he is a big Fulham supporter. Go so figure. obviously this means Kitty is picking the Cottagers to beat the Toffees for a second time this season. You know, Eminem is a Fulham supporter? That is the most Fulhamish thing I've ever heard. Ever. <laughs> no What's the diss track going to be? <laughs> he can't do that as a Fulham supporter. And be like, I think you're really nice, There's but a, I'm better than you. Uh, maybe, yeah. it, no, maybe it's the eight mile. He just makes fun of himself the whole time. And then the other person can't say anything. Remember the yep, last yep, rap yep, battle. Yep, 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 yep. Very good. When he beat Papa Doc. Yeah, I am not going to wrap it Clarence. out. But uh, do you know what Eminem and Kitty both want you guys to be uh, aware of? What's that? Gambling legally and responsibly. Very good. Well, that is going to wrap it up. Mr. Graham, any parting words? I think we pretty much covered it when we boing-boinged earlier. <laughs> the first segment, I think, said it all. Yeah. D-back, uh, man. D-back. Don't fight in the stands, man. Yep. Just don't do it. Yep. There may be some untoward behavior. Fair. Very but if fair. it's not threatening, don't do it. Oh, we got uh, producer Rob. Come on, Fulham. Oh, William Burton still said great show. Oh, thank you very hey, much. Thanks. Appreciate it. And uh, Robbie, is always good to hear from you. Uh, I hope we beat you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Great guy. Hope we win. <laughs> and he's Fulhamish, so he'll come. He'll go, oh, oh, understand I understand. <laughs> don't yeah. worry, Burton. We're not going far. There's an EFL show next. That's exactly he'll, what I was going to get at. Rob so. will write a song about it, yeah. regardless of the result. <laughs> yep. Hey, well, no. <laughs> Next up is uh, the EFL show, and of course, after that is injury time, where we're going to talk about the beers we were drinking, and we're going to uh, preview the midweeks action. Yes, That's right. You've got extra shows this week, people. We'll be doing a show on Thursday as well. Yes, we will. Should oh. somebody want to find injury time, how do they go about doing that, Mr. Graham? I will tell them that in one moment because I have an update. Uh huh. I have a production update. <laughs> I'm in studio Thursday yes, night. Get in, son. Fucking come on. Oh. 
she let you? I got permission from the wife. Nice. Yes. yes. Love it. Still going to be late, though, because I got to help uh, get the kids. Of course. Bed. Obviously. But obviously. Good to go. Yes. That's fantastic. I'm in. I'm in. And uh, uh, somebody wants is, to find Patreon? Uh, Patreon. Yes. It's www.patreon.com forward slash DU football show. Sign up to that one beautiful, easy $5 tier, and you will be able to get all of our extra content, as Sam has already told you earlier when he was a good whore. And, um, uh, yeah, and also some extras, which extras are going to be coming up soon, aren't they? Yeah, they will be. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Groundhog Day, baby. Groundhog <laughs> are we doing day. that on Are we doing that on Thursday? We have to. Yeah, Thursday. Oh, fuck. It is Thursday. Uh-huh. How are we going to find a Groundhog costume? Uh, we're uh, working on things. Chafe. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, for those of you watching on the live stream, obviously the EFL show is going to be coming up in just a Sometimes few minutes. Sometimes I am afraid of my own we're shadow. Gonna, we're going to go grab a, a couple of beers and we will be right back. But until Thursday, everybody. <laughs> no, sorry. Jurgen, good not. Fell, it was windy like crazy. People love playing football about the wind, but it was windy and it's not good for football. And so we had, we had really to, to work hard. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam Right A.A. the fucking Gooner Graham Smoke of a lord, look straight in shorts Sam Graham Sam Graham Come to get out!